Hello, and welcome to another episode of Listen, titled Take Number Three. What's it like being a woman in the workplace? I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Thank you so much for coming back to listen to yet another episode of my podcast. I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really have no business giving hot takes about, but I do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool featured guest. Last episode, I sat down with one of my favorite professors, Dr. Mike Lowe, to talk about marketing and how to make school fun again. This week, I'll be chatting with my wonderful friend Domo about being a woman in the workplace, code switching, and how to really understand diversity. For my mother out there, a liberal language, just a little heads up. My guest this week, Domo, is a student in the Scheller College of Business at Georgia Tech. She's working in accounting, and she's a total and complete badass. Get ready to meet my incredible friend, Domo. Now, without further ado, let's roll. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here today with my friend, Domo. We're going to be talking about women in the workplace and being a woman of color, how that affects the way you address people and, like, behave, your professionalism, things like that, and what kind of misconceptions lie out there and how to combat those. So Domo, let's introduce yourself. (laughs) Um, Hi, my name is Domo and I am currently a student at Tech and I am concentrating in accounting and um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm so happy you're here. So I guess just to get a perspective of, you know, where you're coming from, what kind of field are you in right now? Uh, Yes, so I'm in accounting that's what I'm currently studying. And I've worked in private accounting so far, and now I'm trying to find ways to enter public accounting. And um, it's been an interesting experience, kind of taking things that I've learned from class and from different internships and applying them to um, more conservative and structural um, like business arenas, especially in public accounting. So it's been a, it's been a ride. <laughs> it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah. So how is it being like a woman of color in like that kind of arena? Like when you go to work, like what's the what's that version of you that goes to work? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that when I go to work, the number one thing I want to portray is like friendliness and like being very approachable and showing that my my work ethic is like top notch. Like that's always one thing that I've always, you know, made myself proud of. And when I go to work, I always kind of correct people if they call me domo because I always think of that as like that is my persona outside of work and it's almost like code switching in between like who I am at work and like this very professional very well put together social person versus like domo who is very like you know loquacious and has a lot to say and isn't afraid to tell you how it is any kind of way any time of the day like I'm very I'm more meticulous at work um, versus just like being with friends or being with family. Um, and I think that that translates to how far you get into accounting, especially public accounting when you're working with a lot of clients. So yeah, it's very different, but it's almost kind of fun to kind of switch in between, but it does get tiring. So so I guess uh, just as a little refresher for those of you who may not know, can you go over real quick what code switching is? Um, yes. So in my opinion, I believe that code switching is playing to your audience, kind of understanding who you're in front of and understanding what you can and cannot say, what 
can or cannot be perceived incorrectly and understanding how to navigate that type of conversation or environment. I think that's like how I would describe it. Okay, I I see. So like changing kind of the way you speak to people, Mm -hmm. the way you carry yourself based on who you're around. Yeah, like it can stem from like physical appearances to like the tone of voice I use or the pitch or like the way I say things. I code switch all the time. It's actually pretty. It's almost like innate. It's almost something that I do like without thinking about it. Like, do you even do it at school, like among different types of people? Yeah, like among different study groups or different friends. Like you have friends to study with versus friends to like be friends with. Yeah, <laughs> just, to hang out with. Um, it's very different. And I mean, yes, like they do overlap in some areas, but like I like to be able to keep that approachable content all the time if that makes sense yeah so why do you feel that you need to code switch between your you know private persona as domo and your public persona at work i feel like first there's nothing wrong with like my personal like persona quote unquote domo because she's fucking awesome (laughs) no she's great (laughs) she's awesome and she's she's someone that you do want to meet and you know she is i am lol person (laughs) um you know I'm bomb as fuck. But anyway, like <laughs> like at work, I don't want someone to take the extreme confidence that I have in myself or at least let me not. I'm not bragging, but like the the confidence in the things I say and the confidence in the way I say things to be taken as like brash or as radical or seen as like, oh, she's not willing to work with people, you know, because those things can hinder you when you're trying to like get work, especially when a lot of it is team related. So at work, I kind of domo and Daimler, LOL, my government name, is just <laughs> like toned down. But it's still me, if that makes sense. Okay. I think it's interesting that you said like you're very confident, but we need to like dumb, like dull that down a little mm-hmm. to be professional. Whereas when other people, like other men do it, it's assertive and confident mm-hmm. and people are accepting that. I just think it's just like that gender gap and bias is unfortunate Yeah, that women have to do that. Especially like, like you said, like it's really true. It's very um, accurate actually like being in a team environment, like being a quote unquote team player, Mm -hmm. that being assertive of having like strong opinions is frowned down upon. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting though. It's really relatable, especially for a lot of women who are like, they go into the workplace and they can't 100% go out there and be completely themselves, especially, especially for women of color, Mm -hmm. because the perceptions that play when we don't act 100% professional or professional to what people think can hurt us. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, in just the experiences that I've had, for instance, like natural hair. Yeah. There's every time career fair comes up or every time an interview comes up, there's always some person that's like, should I wear my natural hair? Persons that have worked at this place before, should I wear my natural hair? Should I slick it back? Should I put on a wig? Should I do X, Y, Z? Um, sorry for exposing some of the secrets. Um, <laughs> but um, it's very interesting that those are the questions that we're thinking of because we, we, we're not thinking of, oh, how should I explain this project? Because we know that that's, when they hear that, they're gonna say, oh, wow, she's qualified. But it's the idea of, oh, well, the way she carries her hair or the way that she's wearing, you know, this suit is, you know, form 
fitting and this could be seen as you know whatever whatever like too sexy yeah too sexy like, or I too didn't ask forward for this. yeah i'm like look ma'am the way my body grew i'm sorry like i and i'm not actually not sorry like this is just who i am and you should like accept me and appreciate me for my brain not because my hair is a 4c curl pattern or because i have to slick back my edges every time i want to like get in front of an audience or get in front of a recruiter I actually cut off my hair and I was very experimental with my hair this past internship season because I wanted to test what that, you know, what that would look like. I, one, I got tired of people putting their hand in my hair, but then I also- <laughs> Why do you think that's okay? <laughs> I don't know. People, things that, things that are fascinating, people want to touch and it's like, you have to realize- it's a body. We're going to say something to you. Yeah. <laughs> Back the fuck up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like when you think of like, Essentially, in my experience this past summer, I worked in private accounting and I had like natural hair and I always slicked it back. And then I relaxed it and it was very straight, but I shaved the sides. I got an undercut and it wasn't even like people. I, well, I got some stares at work. Let's let's not act like there was nothing wrong. Like it was a perfect time. But like I got some stares at work, but then a lot of people just became used to it. And I was very appreciative of that. But then like. When I think about the area that I'm about to go in now, and now that I've cut off the rest of my hair and like I have very short hair, I keep like a very like faded haircut. It's almost like, how will that be perceived? Like this isn't, it's almost like the people that are gonna look at me, um, and usually they are um, white men or white women, they'll look at me and go, okay, this one doesn't even have like natural hair. She has no hair. Does that mean that she's like aggressive? Does that mean that this is, you know, that these are the things that we're like dealing with and it's almost like you know no i'm i'm the same person natural hair relaxed hair no hair ball hair don't care you know it's fine but um it's definitely not as like pressurized or is not as heavy as you know what my parents would say coming up as you know trying to be in a corporate world where everyone's looking at you and you have to be this number one you know, they picked you, so you have to represent this whole culture of people. It's not as stressful, but the stress is still there, if that makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense. And it's it's unfortunate that, you know, our hair and just like our appearance like that can play such a part in the way people perceive us, right? That, you know, just like your natural hair can be seen as unprofessional. That's just really, that's unfair, mm -hmm. especially that just also shows the differences. I mean, even among women, like all women are already struggling. Mm-hmm. To be equal in the workplace and now you know when you look at it intersectionally that it even differs within mm -hmm. you know yeah, the female population true. right like we all have our different struggles like you have to struggle with that i struggle with being indian mm -hmm. and fitting in diversity so like we're all like the diversity of issues is also so interesting it's unfortunate especially because when you look at like these silicon valley big tech giants that are producing mm -hmm. all these crazy products yeah they always have relaxed uh dress codes yeah where people are walking around in hawaiian shirts and khakis and flip-flops chubbies and chacos yeah and it's like oh here like, i'm gonna post out this bomb app yeah Congrats. Make a million dollars. Meanwhile, everybody in a suit's over here trying to figure out how to make this money work. Right? <laughs> and like it's you got like this Mark Zuckerberg yeah. <laughs> looking like that. Like he's so rich. <laughs> and, it's like, and you're like, wow, a great teacher that geez, I wish I just finished like spending so much money on suits and getting them tailored and 
all this stuff so that somebody can perceive me as okay she's good enough to do this job right? no like like you're not even trying to stand out you're just trying to fit in yeah. the struggle for us to fit in initially mm-hmm. is already hard enough and then you have to stand out from that in a better way yeah, like get out of like, here and it's like just literally let me do it and then yeah. let's, let my work speak for itself exactly and when i'm more comfortable i do better yeah right definitely when I'm not wearing tight ass pants trying to sit down and look professional for Bob, Jack, and Harry <laughs> and and Shalissa and whoever else is in the office, you know, I just I, I'm very, you know, when I think about jobs and thinking about places where I wanna work, the mission and like the vision and like company cultures are always things that I always want to take into account because I don't want to go somewhere where everyone has to wear jeans on you know Friday because it is casual but like you give somebody the choice to and they can express themselves that way but you know I would rather be in a place I guess too the other side of the coin is I would rather be in a place that would give me the option to wear jeans on Friday versus you have to wear a suit every single day and you have to do this and this and that and your hair has to be like this and i'd rather just be like okay honestly come to work do what you gotta do and go fucking home like (laughs) honestly it honestly should just be that simple but it's not so it's okay it's like my workplace over the past summer Mm -hmm. had changed their dress code to relax it a bit Mm -hmm. and suddenly we were allowed to wear jeans to work like dark wash Mm -hmm. clean jeans yeah and it changed my entire life. I was so happy. I went to work. I wore jeans. I didn't have yes. to sit there and worry about my pants looking yes. weird after I ate a burrito. <laughs> you know, sitting at my desk being like, "You're listen, your food babies are very obvious when you wear dress pants. Yeah. At least with jeans, I can kind of hide it. With, yeah. with a dress pant, when I have a tucked shirt, yeah. it looks it's so just like, bad. wow, well, I guess. There I'm she like, goes with her sushirito. I'm dead. <laughs> like, oh, well. All right. No, I totally get that. It's that's, you know, that's what I was thinking about the other day is, you know, our experiences at work and Mm -hmm. just the things that we have to do as um, women to even be perceived on the same level as men, Mm -hmm. like talking the way we talk, the way we express ourselves, like being assertive Mm -hmm. and not being seen as quote unquote bossy or bitchy. Yeah. Like we talked about this in one of my leadership classes that like women in leadership they just like you see all these really awesome boss women mm-hmm. right doing leaders like in the renui like ceo of pepsi mm-hmm. um all these like great people but for us like the normal ones out here that are just trying to get through our day-to-day yeah. jobs we're just trying to live okay <laughs> we're just trying to live yeah so we use these women as an example and mm-hmm. it's like can their practices translate into our workplaces that yeah. are so dominated and i know you had when we were talking offline you had mentioned diversity and like why the push for diversity has gotten so high so how do you think that's going to affect the workplace now i think that people need to be very cognizant of what diversity actually is and like what inclusion actually is and like how that actually translates to not only the ideas that are shared at work but like the culture that your workplace now assumes when you actually mean that we want to include different people from different areas, from different walks of life, doing different things, but under one name. I think that a lot of people, it's a very nice like buzzword. Oh yeah, we got all the inclusion and diversity. Yeah, but like when it's time for you to like actually look at the structure of your company and say, okay, no more token black people, no more token Asian people, no more token this and that. I actually have to sit down and like bring together a team of people that are one certified by merit and then certified by experience and then certified by like critical thinking skills and what have you. It It's very, it's not an easy thing to go about. 
And that's why I appreciate companies who are saying like, we're innovative, not only in the products that we have, but the people that we serve and the people that we want to serve, you know, our own missions. And when you're able to see that in a culture, I think it's very important because you can't be that token person at work, but if you know it, everybody knows it essentially. So it's like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to succumb to that situation. You want to be able to say, no, I'm here because I know I do a damn good job at what I do. And I'm a part of this company because I know they appreciate me for who I am, not just because of like a statistic or a number or because I went to a school that was very awesome. And they just so happily found like this one person of color that was just so happily ready to accept you for whatever purpose that may be. Yeah, we're that we're all people and with skills and the benefits we can bring to your company are beyond just being someone that fits the diversity quota. Yeah, right? definitely. That. I don't want to be viewed as the diversity quota. I want to yeah. be viewed as someone who provides and adds value mm-hmm. to your organization. Yeah. I don't want to be, and I guess tying it all together, I don't want to be like Daimler or like, you know, Domo or a version of the two. I just want to be me and I want to be able to like express my views and I want feedback and and I don't think I'm asking for too much. Honestly, <laughs> I'm asking for us to be human beings and to be honest and to be truthful and to use integrity in what we do. And finding that workplace, I think, is the best part of, like, your whole career journey. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, oh, my God. Thank you so much yeah, for being welcome. here. I'm so, I'm so happy you came on. You're one of the perfect people to talk to about this because I know that you have really great experiences and like, you know, great opinions and mm-hmm. you share them so well. <laughs> I love hearing it. Oh, it's thanks. been a great time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rupa. All right. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Now let you the music. Okay, guys, seriously, Domo is one of the coolest people I have ever ever met she's so nice she's so interesting she has such a wonderful bright energetic personality and i'm just so lucky to count her as one of my friends and now who's ready for some quick quips i'm going to zip through 30 of these really quickly because they're just so timely and i feel bad for cutting them in half when some of them are just so good and as usual i haven't really looked at these and i'm going to give very short opinions because there are 30 and i can't spend eight minutes doing these to get ready for some dumb opinions. One, someone sent in sea cucumbers versus cucumbers again. You know exactly who you are, and I'm just gonna let you know that I hate both of those things. Two, Starbucks straws lids for ice drinks. Love it, love helping the environment, love saving people, but I hate that it ruins my lipstick, but that is a small price to pay. Bleh, cannot speak. Small price to pay to help the little sea turtles. Number three, One Direction. Y'all, if you know me, you know that you're during the years of 2011 through 2015, I had a very serious one-day phase. And if you know me through social media, God help you. Four, is your podcast art or fart? It is definitely fart. Five, are you going to express any political opinions on your podcast? Not really, honestly, because I'm trying to appeal to everybody. And I know that politics is everywhere. It's saturated all forms of media, all of our social media spaces. And I kind of just want to make something that makes people happy and, you know, relatable. And sometimes politics doesn't do that and it really stresses people out. So I'm trying to be as um, easygoing as possible. Number six, AirPods. Um, too rich for me. I don't speak rich. Sorry about that. Seven, UGA. Mm, ew. Go Jackets. You know I'm not a UGA stan because I go to Georgia Tech. Number eight, Lucky Buddha. Has given me diarrhea multiple times, so absolutely not. 
Uh, number nine, Sheller Friends for Life. I love my Sheller Friends. I have some really great friends in Sheller and I have a very core group of friends, like eight people who I just like ride or die. You know, I would, I stand them forever. They're so wonderful to make life worth living. Number 10, the five second SpongeBob cameo on Sunday. Disappointing because it was five seconds long, but exciting because they even had one in the first place. Would I prefer to hear Sweet Victory? Yes, but you know, I'll take what I can get. Number 11, Colin Kaepernick murals in Atlanta. They're beautiful, they're amazing, they have a great message, and I was really mad when I heard they were getting covered up for the Super Bowl, but I'm happy that they're coming back. 12, fuckboys. Ew, pass, don't need them in your life. Please kick them out of your life if you have any. 13, ready whip or cool whip? Um, ready whip, because that's the only one I can remember so far. 14, Popeyes or KFC? KFC, sorry. 15, Jenny's or butter and cream? Jenny's ice cream. Jenny's ice cream is amazing. 10 out of 10, would recommend. 16, Cardi B's views on politics. Okay, amazing. I stan. She's hilarious and also is able to get a view across and get people to listen. You know, like, I respect that. And she's interested in history and politics. Like, she's talked about that. She's been vocal about that. And her professors agree. And her teachers have supported her on that. So I believe her. 17, bleach blonde gays. Um, I love them. I don't know about you. I support everybody in the LGBTQ plus community. I want to know what you think about bleach blonde gays. Number 17. Number 18, umbrellas need to be redesigned. Yes. Oh my God. I hate going outside when it's raining and windy. And then your umbrella flips and you're like, mm, guess you're out of luck. 19, state of the union. Politics. All I'm going to say is that Nancy Pelosi clapping was my favorite gif of the entire show. Uh, number 20, Super Bowl. Mm, very, very boring. I did love going to my very first Caucasian Super Bowl party. I had a wonderful time. They were so nice. The food was so good. The people were kind. The drinks were good. Um, the show itself was very boring. 21, easy stress relievers. Oh, that's simple. Um, please go to sleep on time. Have a gratitude journal. Meditate and breathe in and breathe out very deeply before your tests and exams and quizzes. Um, in for four seconds, hold for five seconds, and out for six seconds. That usually helps regulate my breathing and brain waves. Number 22, GT bus systems. Garbage. Number 23, Super Bowl halftime performance. <sighs> With a heavy heart, I say it was lackluster because I really do love Maroon 5 and I love everything they do. But it was just so boring. Number 24, NASA. Love it. Love space. Love NASA. Love exploring the universe. I love feeling so insignificant in the universe that is so big. Number 25, love. Aw, that's cute. I will never find it. 26, asking people out. Mm, same thing as 25, so cute. Never gonna do it. 27, chasing your dreams. Aw, I really respect people that have passions and that they go after things they love and want and want to achieve. You know, chase your dreams, people. Like, life's too short for you to do something you don't like. 28, Chris Evans. Oh my gosh. If you know me, you know I'm a huge superhero fan and you know I'm an even bigger Marvel fan and an even bigger Captain America fan. So you know Chris Evans is on the top of the list of men I would let run me over with their car. Number 29, Hamilton. Lin-Manuel Miranda is also on the list of men I would let run me over with their car. He's amazing. He's so talented. Hamilton is so good and one day I'll be rich enough to go get wonderful seats at that show. Last but not least, number 30, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is right up there with Chris Evans on the list of men I would let run me over with their car. He's amazing, incredible, he's so big, and he was a great Aquaman. I know Aquaman got a lot of hate, but I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry, and I really liked him in it too, so I was really happy about that. 
Well, that only took five minutes to do. Thank you for listening so much. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so happy that you guys are still listening to me say inane things and have wonderful guests. Make sure to visit our Twitter page at Listen With Roops, our Instagram at Listen With Roops, or our Facebook, which is also at Listen With Roops. While you're at it, because I crave validation and thrive on it more than anything on this planet, shoot me a comment, like, review, whatever you want, however you want to express it. If you want to tell a friend about the pod, that would be a really big ego boost as well, and I would also genuinely appreciate it. If you're a fan of The Bachelor, check out take number 3.5, The Bachelor Banter Week 5, where I talk to my wonderful friend Lauren on the side about the most recent Bachelor episode. This limited run of Bachelor-themed additional episodes will also drop alongside my normal episodes every week. Thank you so much for listening again, and have a wonderful rest of your week.